Good morning, church. Today concludes the week of prayer. And I want to thank all those who, who came to the church, especially those who let out each evening. Um, today we, we do a reading from the concluding, concluding reading, The Controversy Ended. At the close of the thousand years, Christ again returns to earth. He is accompanied by the host of the redeemed and attended by a retinue of angels. As he descends in terrific majesty, he bids the wicked dead to arise to receive their doom. They come forth, a mighty host, numberless as the sands of the sea. Christ descends upon the Mount of Olives. As the new Jerusalem, in its dazzling splendor, comes down out of heaven, it rests upon the place purified and made ready to receive it. And Christ, with his people and the angels, enter the city. Now Satan prepares for the last mighty struggle for the supremacy. While deprived of his power and cut off from his work of deception, the prince of evil was miserable and dejected. But as the wicked dead are raised and he sees the vast multitudes upon his side, his hopes revive. And he determines not to yield to the great controversy. He will marshal all his armies of the lost under his banner and through them endeavor to execute his plans. In the vast throng are multitudes of the long-lived race that existed before the flood, men of lofty stature and giant intellect. There are kings and generals who conquered nations, valiant men who never lost a battle, proud, ambitious warriors whose approach made kingdoms tremble. Satan consults with angels, and then with these kings and conquerors and mighty men, at last the order to advance is given, and the countless host moves on. With military precision, the serried ranks advanced over the earth's broken and uneven surface to the city of God. By command of Jesus, the gates of the new Jerusalem are closed, and the armies of Satan surround the city and make ready for the, on for the onset. My pages are stuck together. Oh, there we go. Now Christ again appears to the view of his enemies. Far above the city, upon a foundation of burnished gold, is a throne high and lifted up. Upon this throne sits the Son of God, and around him 
are the subjects of his kingdom. In the presence of the assembled inhabitants of earth and heaven, the final coronation of the Son of God takes place. And now, invested with supreme majesty and power, the King of Kings pronounces sentence upon the rebels against his government and executes justice upon those who have transgressed his law and oppressed his people. Says the prophet of God, I saw a great white throne and him that sat on it from whose face the earth and the heavens fled away and there was found no place for them. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God and the books were opened. And another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in these books according to their works, found in Revelation 20, 11 and 12. As soon as the books of record were opened and the eyes of Jesus looks upon the wicked, they are conscious of every sin which they have ever committed. They see just where their feet diverge from the path of purity and holiness, just how far pride and rebellion rebellion have carried them in the violation of God's law. The wicked, the whole wicked world stand arraigned at the bar of God on the charge of high treason against the government of heaven. They have none to plead their cause. They are without excuse and the sentence of external death is pronounced against them. Satan sees that his voluntary rebellion has unfitted him for heaven. He has trained his powers to war against God. The purity, peace, and harmony of heaven would be to him supreme torture. His accusations against the mercy and justice of God are now silenced. The reproach which he has endeavored to cast upon Jehovah rests wholly upon himself, and now Satan bows down and confesses the justice of his sentence. Who shall not fear thee, O Lord, and glorify thy name? For thou only art holy. For all the nations shall come and worship before thee, for thy judgments are made manifest. Every question of truth and error in the long-standing controversy has now been made plain. Satan's own works have condemned him. God's wisdom, his justice, and his goodness stand fully vindicated. Fire comes down from God out of heaven. The earth is broken up. The very rocks are on fire. The wicked receive the recompense in the earth. They shall be stubble, and the day that cometh shall burn them up, says the Lord of hosts. Malachi 4.1 Satan works of ruin is forever ended. For six thousand years he has wrought his will, filling the earth with woe and causing grief throughout the universe. 
Now God's creatures are forever delivered from his presence and temptations. While the earth is, was wrapped in the fire of destruction, the righteous abode safely in the holy city. Upon those that had part in the first resurrection, the second death has no power. While God is to the wicked a consuming fire, he is to his people both a sun and a shield. It's found in Revelations 20 and in Psalms. I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth was passed away. The fire that consumes the wicked purifies the earth. Every trace of the curse is swept away. No eternally burning hell will keep before the ransomed the fearful consequences of sin. One reminder alone remains. Our Redeemer will ever bear the marks of his crucifixion. Upon his wounded head, upon his side, his hands and, and feet are the only traces of the cruel work that sin has wrought. And the tokens of his humiliation are his highest honor through the eternal ages of wounds of Calvary will show forth his praise and declare his power. O tower of the flock, the stronghold of the daughter of Zion, unto thee shall it come, even the first dominion. Found in Malachi 4.8. The time has come to which holy men have looked with longing since the flaming sword bared the first pair from Eden the time from the redemption of the purchased possession. The earth originally given to man as his kingdom, betrayed by him into the hands of Satan, and so long held by the mighty foe, have been brought back by the great plan of redemption. All that was lost by sin has been restored. My people shall dwell in a peaceful habitation and in sure dwellings, and in quiet resting places. Violence shall no more be heard in thy land, wasting nor destruction within thy borders, but thou shalt call thy walls salvation, and thy gates praise. They shall build houses and inherit them, inhabit them, and they shall plant vineyards and eat the fruit of them. They shall not build and another inhabit, they shall not plant, and another eat. Mine elect shall long enjoy the works of their hands. Pain cannot exist in an atmosphere of heaven. There will be no more tears, no funeral trains, no badges of mourning. There shall be no more death, neither sorrow nor crying. For the former things are passed away. There is the new Jerusalem, the metropolis of the glorified new earth. In the city of God there shall be no night, nor will 
nor will need, need or desire response propose. There will be no weariness in doing the will of God and offering praise to his name. We shall ever feel the freshness of the morning and shall ever be far from it from its close. And they need no candle, neither light of the sun, for the Son of God giveth them light. The light of the sun will be superseded by the radiance which is not painfully dazzling, yet, yet which immeasurably surpasses the brightness of our noontide. The glory of God and the Lamb floods the holy city with unfading light. The redeemed walk in the sunless glory of perpetual day. I saw no temple therein, for the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are the temple of it. The people of God are privileged to hold open communion with the Father and with the Son. We shall stand in his presence and behold the glory of his countenance. There the redeemed shall know, even as also they are known, the loves and sympathies which God himself has planted in the soul shall there find truest and sweetest exercise. Their immortal minds will contemplate with never-failing delight the wonders of creative power, the mysteries of redeeming love. The acquirement of knowledge will not weary the mind or exhaust the energies. There the grandest enterprise may be carried forward, the loftiest aspirations reached, the highest ambitions realized, and still there will arise new heights to, to surmount, new wonders to admire, new truths to comprehend, fresh objects to call forth the powers of mind and the soul and body. All the treasures of the universe will be opened to the study of God's redeemed. Unfettered by morality, they wing their tireless flight to worlds afar, worlds that thrill with sorrow. All are at the spectacle of human woe and rang with songs of gladness at the tidings of a ransom soul. With utter, utterable delight, the children of earth enter into the joy and the wisdom of unfallen beings. And the years of eternity as they roll will bring richer and still more glorious revelations of God and of Christ. And a knowledge, a knowledge is progressive, so will love, reverence, and happiness increase. The more men learn of God, the greater will be their admiration of his character. As Jesus opens before them the riches of redemption and the amazing achievements in the great controversy with Satan, the hearts of the ransomed will more fervent devotion. With more fervent devotion and with more rapturous joy, they sweep the harps of gold and 10,000 times 10,000 and thousands of thousands of voices unite to swell the mighty chorus of praise. And every creature which is in heaven and on earth and under the earth and such as are in the sea 
and all that are in them heard I saying, Blessing and honor and glory and power be unto him that sitteth upon the throne and unto the Lamb forever and ever. The great controversy is ended. Sin and sinners are no more. The entire universe is clean. One pulse of harmony and gladness beats through the vast creation. For him who created all flow, life and light and gladness, throughout the realms of illimitable space, from the minutest atom to the greatest world, all things animate and inanimate in their unshadowed beauty and perfect joy declare the love of God. Amen.